Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's just kind of that give and take in, in the industry. I like to help people. And at the same time, if I need help, you know, a couple months from now, then I have people that I could ask to repay the favor. Hey guys, what's up? Happy Friday. Today I have a fun interview for you with Krista Graham. I actually met Krista on YouTube. I think my last guest I met on YouTube as well. I think I met Krista during VEDA last year or maybe the year before. I don't know. Time kind of just flies by so fast that I really cannot remember dates for the life of me, but Vlog Every Day in August is where I met her, I believe, and she does some really cool stuff with weddings and party planning. So, And she's also local to my area, which is really fun. She actually is the group leader of the Ann Arbor chapter of the Rising Tide Society. And she recently, like a couple months ago now, she invited me out to her group to speak about SEO, actually. So I went to a meeting of hers and it was really great. And it was our first time being able to meet in real life. And I was like, what am I doing? You need to come on the podcast. So she's great. She's bringing a lot of great information. Can't wait for you to hear it. But before I get into that, I've been slacking on reading my iTunes reviews. So I wanted to read the latest one, I think. Um, right now. So this one comes from Danny B. 1264. They say, it is so nice seeing normal people in their journey to success. More and more people want to work for themselves and create and build something that matters. It is motivating watching your journey. I also like how you talk about your weaknesses and seeing you overcome them. I feel like you are genuine and someone I trust to get advice from. So thank you so much, Danny B. That is such a sweet comment you guys please make sure to uh rate and review the podcast if you're enjoying it you can do that on itunes just open up the podcast click on review and uh leave your review and i'll be sure to read them on air so yeah that's it um for this very long intro of the day we're gonna get into the interview with krista and i really 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 I really hope you guys enjoy it. You guys, um, before actually, you know, one more announcement. I do have a really crazy life going on right now. So um, make sure to stay tuned for my YouTube channel in the next couple weeks or so because I do have some bigger announcements. Not, nothing crazy, nothing like life shattering, but I do have some bigger announcements coming up on my YouTube channel, um, kind of describing why I've been gone so much lately. So yeah, I feel bad because my videos have been inconsistent, but I've been keeping up with this podcast. So that's good. Okay. Now, let's get into the interview. That's it for announcements. <laughs> Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James, and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh-so-rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Today, I'm joined by Krista Graham of Krista Graham Weddings and Events. 
And Krista wears kind of a lot of hats, like most of us. She's an event planner. She's also the group leader for a local networking group. And she's dabbled in projects like podcasting and a YouTube channel. So I'm super excited to chat with her about all of that and more. So welcome to the show, Krista. Thanks, Latasha. I'm really glad to be here. Yay. So let's just start out by getting to know you and your business a little bit. So tell us how you got started with Christogram Weddings and Events. Well, I got started, um, actually, I was working in the medical field for a long, long time, and I would come home tired and, you know, dreading going to work the next day, and um, one day, it just a light bulb went off that that's not really should be how we're living our lives, and um, so I knew I really loved party planning, and anytime I would go to a party or help plan one. I would just come home energized and excited and ready to take on the next project. So um, when we were moving to Michigan last year, we moved from Georgia. Uh, I had talked to my husband and he was 100% on board with me starting this business and kind of starting over fresh with a career and doing something that I actually love to do and not something that drains me every day, but something that fulfills me and energizes me. So I've been doing that for the last year and I couldn't be happier. That's awesome. So I don't know a ton about this industry at all, to be honest. So I know that you said you were kind of drawn to it just because you enjoyed like going to parties and things like that. Um, are most of your clients local, I would assume? Yes, they are local. Um, I did dabble in online kind of digital party plans for a while, and it really um, didn't pay off for the effort that was put into it and the money and the, um, the supplies you had to buy to take the photos and all that stuff. Um, so it was kind of a trial and error with that and it fizzled out and I just um, never picked it back up. But so all my clients now are local to the Detroit area. So was that a challenge, um, like getting clients who are local when, especially after your move from Georgia? Yeah. Yes and no. I would say um, I'm not where I hoped to be at this point a year later, but I'm um, definitely looking back. I'm kind of surprised how much business I've gotten, you know, coming here, not knowing hardly anybody. Um, and honestly, most of my referrals have been through other wedding professionals, um, whether they were asked to do an event and were already booked that day and they recommended me or, you know, networking with other uh, people in the wedding industry, like photographers and um, rental people. Uh, they are really good. This industry is really good about supporting each other and recommending people. So I've spent most of my time this year um, actually just building relationships with other industry professionals. And um, like you said, I'm leading a networking group out of Ann Arbor. And that group is all over the world. But we have a really strong uh, chapter in Detroit. And then the Ann Arbor group is kind of smaller, but reaching out to people in that group and uh, just having coffee or going to dinner or offering to assist on events with them. And sometimes it's been paid and sometimes it's not been paid. But the um, the relationships that I've built through that have been invaluable to growing my clientele with the business. That's awesome. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. So how do you actually go about getting clients? And it sounds like a lot of your clients kind of come to you on a referral basis. Do you do, you do any other like outbound type marketing or outreach? I honestly, I could probably be better with social media, but um really when I have put money and effort into it, I, there really hasn't been that big of a return. It's most of my 
clients have been from referrals from either people that I know in the community or referrals from other um, industry professionals. Um, and now that I've gotten some parties under my belt, some weddings under my belt, I'm getting referrals from my previous clients. So um, I think that it's important to carry that relationship through all the way to the end. And then, you know, they're happy to refer you to their family and friends when they uh, need a wedding planner. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great point too. You know what I was thinking about is, you know, doing weddings, do you get you probably don't get a lot of repeat clients, right? Because hopefully I get, the person's only having one wedding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, no. And that's, you know, I I fell into a trap um last year of you know, following all the people that train in businesses in the online space. And I kind of had to pull myself out of that because it's not like a branding client where, you know, you might design a website and then they might need a refresh in a year or so, or it's not um, like a photographer where, you know, you could photograph their wedding. And then a year later, you might be doing newborn photos for them. Uh, it's hopefully they only have one wedding and <laughs> they um, refer their family and friends versus hiring me again. So it's just kind of a different way to look at it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned too earlier that sometimes you have done work for free. And that is like a big topic of discussion that I get a lot. Um, a big question that I get from my viewers and my listeners is like, should I work for free to kind of build my portfolio or um, to help a friend out? You know, how do you go about determining when that is the right move to make versus like, you know, getting taken advantage of for working for free? Sure. Um, I think that there is a fine line. And I think if you have a relationship with somebody and you know that they're not taking advantage of you, that they genuinely care about your business and about making you a better wedding planner or whatever it is that you do, um, I think that the information and the education and the experience that you gain from working for them, quote, for free, um, it only helps you in the long run when you set your prices and you can charge higher because you have more experience. Um, and then there's also the intangible uh, things like uh, more referrals. You know, every wedding that I've volunteered to help for or assist with, uh, I have talked to the bridal party and they all know my name. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily advertise myself because then I'd feel like I'm stepping on the toes of the wedding planner that is the main wedding planner. But, um, they do know your name and they see how hard you're working for that person. And it does pay off in the end. And at the very least, uh, the photographer is usually always willing to share photos of the wedding so that you can use them on your website and use them for marketing purposes as well. So I, I definitely, and I would do it again. If it's a wedding planner that I've worked with before and they need help and they can't, you know, don't have the extra funds to, to pay me, I definitely would do it. And, um, it's just kind of that give and take in, in the industry. I like to help people. And at the same time, if I need help, you know, a couple months from now, then I'd have people that I could ask to repay the favor. Yeah, that's a great point about the photos too. So first of all, can we back it up a little bit too? Because I am completely clueless about weddings. Like I, I was, I've never had a wedding. I haven't even been to that many. So what, like, what exactly do you do? You know, if I was getting married and wanted to work with you, what exactly could you help with and how would I go about working with you? Sure. So there's different wedding planners, um, 
call themselves different things. Um, I kind of do a little bit of everything. And since I'm so new to the industry, at some point, I'm sure I will narrow it down. But uh, so you can have an event designer, which actually helps you with the look and the feel of the day. So your colors, your linens, your centerpieces, um, your uh, lighting, even things down to like your favors. They can help pull all that together to give an experience for your guest um, and to give the look that you, you think about when you think of your wedding. And then um, there is a wedding planner, which it can come on board from the very beginning and help you 100% find your vendors and find your venue that you want to get married in. Um, help you find an event designer. If they don't do that, they can be with you every single step of the way. Uh, and then more, I would say the ones that have contacted me, um, I'm sure there's more people that would hire a full event planner um, around, but for the most part, I'm getting inquiries about um, day of coordination is what most people call it. I like to call it event management because the job actually starts about four to six weeks before the wedding. So it's much more than day of coordination. Um, and then I'll come on board about a month before the wedding, just kind of depends how complicated your wedding is and how many moving pieces there are. And I'll take over all the logistics at that point and um, figuring out you know, which vendors are coming, when they need to come set up, what time they're coming, where they're going to be. Um, you know, I always double check the things like linens and centerpiece placement and, you know, make sure the right color linens are being put out and uh, make sure the photo booth is setting up in the right spot. So I work really closely with all the vendors and the venue um, just to make sure all the details are set. Um, the main thing that when you do day of coordination is the timeline. Um, I spend probably a hundred hours on the timeline alone, just going back and forth with all the vendors and making sure that um, their timeline fits with mine and that everybody's kind of fitting in their notch. And that's honestly what I, I love to do the most is the logistical part of it. So I'm sort of a nerd in that aspect, but um, I really love that part. So when you're, um, looking for somebody to help you with your wedding, you really need to ask those questions like, what exactly do you do? Do you do the decoration only or do you do that logistical part? That way you know what you're paying for and you know what you're getting. Um, you're not surprised when it comes down the line and you think you're getting something that you're actually not. Cool. That is very helpful to know. Um, so basically it sounds like you kind of keep everything moving and like keep everything on schedule and um, sounds kind of like a lot of pressure, <laughs> a very important job for sure. Um, so do you have any advice for actually like taking care of yourself and making sure that you're not overwhelmed, um, when you're doing such kind of a high pressure job like that? Yeah. Um, it could be as simple as, um, making sure I'm eating the day of uh, the day of a wedding. I might be on my feet for 12 or 16 hours, just depending, um, how long the day is, but just making sure I'm remembering to eat and drink water and taking ibuprofen. Cause you know, my feet are going to be hurting by the end of the day. Uh, but when I'm not at a wedding, I try and take time to read, try and take time to just unplug from, um, everything. And it might mean turning my phone off and my computer off and putting it in another room so that I'm not tempted to go online and look and see what other people are doing. Um, just trying to unplug and find that thing that really helps you relax. And for me lately, it's been reading. Love that. Yeah. Hangry is a real thing. <laughs> it like, sure I is. 
<laughs> if I am hungry, I will lose it. So that's great advice. And then do you do, do you just do weddings or do you like do other parties, you know, graduation parties, birthday parties, anything like that? Yeah, I do um, do other parties as well. I've done mostly weddings since I've been uh, started my business, but I've done um, back in college. I used to plan campus events. Um, I've done birthday parties, baby showers, um, graduation parties. I do do balloon decor also. So I've had a lot recently with the graduation uh, parties. I've had a lot of balloon decor clients. Um, so that's kind of just a fun little offshoot of my business, I guess. And, um, like I said, or like you mentioned, um, I do have a podcast with my husband that's kind of local, locally focused for Detroit. And, um, I have a YouTube channel where I kind of just vlog. We're getting that started again. I just actually posted a video last night for the first time in a very, very long time. So hopefully that'll get back regular again. Um, so I enjoy those kind of little offshoots of my business too, just as, as a hobby. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, that kind of brings me to my next question. I know going back to the whole photo thing, you know, do you have like a physical portfolio or is sort of your online presence um, your portfolio? Like how does that work in your industry? I have um, the photos online and then I actually do have just an old fashioned like PowerPoint presentation that I take to all my consultations. And honestly, nobody's asked to see it yet. And I always have it with me just in case, but um I guess the, the photos that they see on my website and on my social media, I guess, speak for themselves. Um, so when I meet with somebody, you know, I do have that as a backup. It's not a physical book or anything, um, but I have heard, uh, I think this is a really good idea. There's a wedding planner. I'm not sure where she works. Um, I'm wanting to say Las Vegas, but I'm not sure. Um, she actually has a magazine printed of each of her weddings that she does. And I, she says it's really expensive to do, but it really pays off because the clients just kind of are wowed by her storytelling and everything through this magazine of each of her weddings. So that, I thought that was a really good idea. That is a really good idea. I love that. That would, I mean, I feel like that would be relevant to a lot of different industries. Um, I do the same thing for me with marketing and social media. Like I do a, a PowerPoint um, presentation if people want to see it, but I could totally like print out campaigns that I've done in a little magazine mm -hmm. and actually hand it to someone. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I thought that was really unique. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the other things that you do. I know you brought up the podcast and the YouTube channel. So can you talk a little bit about what people can expect from those different uh, kind of ventures of yours? Sure. Um, so the YouTube channel started many years ago and it's evolved since then. Um, I really didn't feel comfortable doing review type things and, uh, you know, sit down to camera. Here's look what I bought today kind of videos, which I dabbled with at first. Um, and they're still on there and I think they're pretty hilarious to go back and watch, but um, it's kind of evolved more to a vlogging channel where um, I just kind of follow my family around with a camera and um, document our adventures. And especially when we travel, we do that. And um, I do want to, I have a, a plan to put a series up about wedding and, you know, okay, you're just engaged. Now, what do you do? Okay. It's a month until your wedding. Now, what do you do? So I think I'm going to do a few videos on that, um, just to pull in the wedding aspect to my channel. 
but um, the podcast is our brand new baby, and um, we're getting ready to record more episodes this week for that, and it's called Date Night in the D, and it's me and my husband, and I, I cannot take the credit for the subject matter. One of my best friends said, oh my God, this will be perfect for you guys. So we love to get out on the town. We love to be part of the community, try new restaurants. Um, and we're always trying to review restaurants to our friends and everything. So uh, my friend said, you guys need to do a date night in Detroit podcast and talk about all the restaurants that you guys go to. And so we've kind of taken that and ran with it. And um, we do do restaurant reviews, but we also do, um, kind of chit chat video or chit chat episodes where we're talking about, you know, how to have a long distance relationship because we were long distance for four years or um, just some different relationship advice type things. And we're having a lot of fun with that. That's so cool. I love it. Um, I also love all that stuff. I love to eat. I love <laughs> local stuff. So that's cool. I can't wait to check it out. Do you have any recommendations for the listeners? Do you have like a favorite restaurant in the area? Well, in Detroit, our favorite restaurant so far, and we haven't gone to downtown very often, but um, we loved Roast, Michael Simon's restaurant. Um, we went for my birthday, I think, um, during restaurant week. So we got little, you know, little samplings of, you know, different things for much cheaper than the, the regular menu would be. Um, and on, I live in Canton. So on my side of town, um, I love going into Plymouth and we went to, um, Park Place Tavern is a new restaurant. It was, uh, 336 Main, I believe before, and they've rebranded and redone their menu. And we really, really like that place. And it's good for, um, date night or even taking your kids. We've been there with our kids too. Cool. I actually haven't been to either of those places and roast is like not far from me at all. Um, I feel like every time I try to go there, it just never works out. Like they're super busy or I don't know. Yeah, I would. The, uh, what was it? What did I have? It was a spinach and artichoke, something or another. It had, oh, I could eat that as my entree. Just give it to me with a spoon and I could be good. It was so delicious. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That sounds so good. And my co-working space is in Plymouth, so I'll have to check out that other place that you recommended next time I mm-hmm. go there. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. Cool. So speaking of the community, tell us a little bit about what you do with um, the group that you're a leader for. Sure. So the group was started, um, you may have heard of the Rising Tide Society or HoneyBook. Um, they started local chapters about three or four years ago, um, and they're called Tuesdays Together because no, most chapters meet the first Tuesday of every month. And um, it is local chapters of creative entrepreneurs who want to get together in the spirit of community over competition. And like I said before, really helping the industry uh, rise. If you the tide rises, it lift all lifts all the boats. So, um, you know, we only grow stronger together kind of thing. And I really like that. And there's a topic every month that the national group sets. And usually we follow that. Sometimes we veer off topic a little bit, but, um, for example, we were just at the Belle Isle Boathouse um, Tuesday night with the Detroit chapters. We did one major group this time, and we had a panel discussion about passive and diversified income. And there were uh, four panelists, and it was everywhere from financial ed- uh investments for the future and for retirement to blogging and how to make extra money with a blog. So there was a vast array, array of opinions and backgrounds. And it was really cool to hear the different uh, suggestions and things that we should do to uh, make a little extra money or get involved in passive income. Um, Plus, we get to see beautiful 
venues like the Belle Isle Boathouse that most people have probably not been in yet. Um, and then our Ann Arbor chapter is a little smaller, but we're growing every month and um, I'm keep plugging along and trying to get more and more people there. So if you do live in the Ann Arbor area, um, look up our group on Facebook and come join our next meeting. I was so disappointed that I could not go to Tuesday's meeting. Um, I planned to go and I was just, I've been super, super busy with client work this yeah. week. Um, but I heard there was a really good turnout. There was, there was, uh, it was, we were packed. It was a good event. They did really good getting people there. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can totally vouch for your group too. I went to, um, I live in Detroit, but I went to the Ann Arbor meeting last last month, mm -hmm. I think, June. Mm -hmm. And it was super fun. Everyone there is so nice and supportive. And I felt like I learned a lot. So you guys, if you're in the area, definitely check out the group. I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, I try and recap our meetings for the people who can't come, but I always stress that the, the meat and the potatoes of that meeting is the in-person conversations. And the, you know, if somebody says I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z, then you have five other people there at least that can say, well, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Have you tried this? And you're just kind of bouncing ideas off each other and sharing your knowledge that, and that's just something that you really can't pass along through a video recap in the, in the Facebook group. Um, and then also the in-person networking, like I said before, is so important. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and I love the, um, their kind of motto community over competition. I just think that's so, so important, especially right now with social media, I feel like everything can be so, so competitive and um, you're always like benchmarking yourself up against other people and it shouldn't be like that. So going to these events is really helpful for me to just kind of like almost ground myself and be like, you know, people aren't just numbers behind social media, like they're actual real people that you can talk to and learn from and help and vice versa. So yeah, I think those are so valuable. Yeah. So how did you actually get involved with Rising Tide? Like, did you volunteer to do that? Or um, did you start up the local chapter? Or how did that work? Uh, I did not start it. Um, I took over when the previous chapter leader um, stepped down because she was having a little bit of a career change. And it is, um, it is a volunteer position and it can be very taxing to plan meetings. And then, you know, if people don't come, it's disappointing. So, um, I think she was just ready to hand the reins over to somebody else. Um, and I gladly took it. I really, really love, um, Natalie Frank, who started the Rising Tide Society. She is, if you don't know her, you should definitely look her up and listen to, um, some of her speeches and, um, her Insta stories. Some, she's just so genuine and a lovely person and just really wants to help other creative entrepreneurs. Um, rise and succeed in their business. So uh, I heard her on a podcast actually, and she mentioned Tuesdays together and I immediately went on Facebook and found the found it and joined. And once I got to Michigan, started coming to the meetings and I've been to pretty much all of them, um, except maybe one or two in the last year and a half or so. Um, so it's really become a big part of my life. And some of the people I've met through there are the nicest people up here. And it's nice having friends in the industry, especially being new to the area. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So you talked about one potential like struggle of just this whole entrepreneurship thing in general um, is, you know, maybe people not showing up to events and things like that. Are there any other challenges that you feel like you know, just in your industry or just entrepreneurship in general that you're kind of struggling with right now? Um, definitely finding the right clients um, to where, so you always hear about, you know, charge more so you can work less kind of thing. And it's, it's hard when you're 
pretty new to the industry and it's hard to convey your value to your clients when you don't have a lot of um, work that you've done that you can show for yourself. Um, so I think finding the right words for clients and trying to um, find the clients that see your value and that you would enjoy working with for nine months to a year to plan a wedding um, and that they enjoy working with you. It's a two way road. You know, you have to enjoy them and they have to feel like you're listening to them and can pull off their vision. So um, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. And I think every client that I have, I get more and more comfortable with that part of it, but I've never been comfortable selling myself. Um, which I know you have to when you're in a service industry. So I think that's probably the hardest part is just selling myself without feeling like I'm being cocky or, um, you know, being just all about me, 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 me. <laughs> so that's the hard part for me. Yeah, that's hard. And, and again, like, I feel like in your industry, especially, um, personality really matters. Right. And like actually having a connection with the person, because I mean, that's like one of the most important days of people's lives. Absolutely. <laughs> so you have to actually like, each other and then like you said too it's not just kind of a one-off thing where you guys work together for a week or a couple of days it's like a commitment right and I need somebody uh, in, a, in a bride or a groom I need somebody who knows what they want or at least can listen to direction and take direction from somebody um, but that when it gets closer to the wedding is comfortable enough to let go of the reins and let me finish things up um, you know so not type A, but not completely aloof either. So it's a, it's kind of a strange <laughs> combination, but um, it's nice to have somebody trust you, you know, four weeks out and say, okay, we've done all the work, here you go, and just hands it to me. And I just make sure all the vendors are straight and make sure our timelines together and um, make sure all the parts and pieces fit together like they're supposed to. Yeah, that's really cool. And then in addition to the service, kind of the service-based stuff that you do, you also recently did an event of your own, right? I did. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so I knew that being new to the area, I was going to have to do something to make myself known, not only to other wedding professionals, but also to brides that are um, engaged, uh, people, brides-to-be, I guess, and grooms-to-be. Um, so I, about a year and a half ago, it was actually in the Tuesdays Together group that I put out just a general, hey, would anybody be interested in planning an event with me? Um, and one other planner from the aisle agency, Elise, she jumped on board right away and said, yep, I want to do that, and I'll help you whatever you need. So um, once I moved up here and we started planning and um once we found a venue, it kind of took off and, um, it was, it was a great day. Um, attendance wasn't what I hoped it would be, but if that, that was really the only thing that didn't go the way I wanted it to, the vendors were amazing. Um, the venue was beautiful. We did it in Novi at a hotel up there and the food was great. And the brides really, really had a good time. And they really actually appreciated the smaller attendance because they felt like they could have more of a connection with the vendors and talk to them and get their feedback and questions answered. So um, it really ended up being great. And, you know, the week before I looked at the other planner and I said, I'm not doing this again for a very long time. And then the event happened. And the next day I was thinking, okay, what, what next, what can I get my hands into now? Like, what else can I do? <laughs> so, like I said, it just, it energizes me to do that kind of thing. And, um, hopefully 
we got some of the other vendors, some clients as well, because I'm always trying to help other people get clients and, and referring people out too. So that's a two-way street. Yeah, I feel like every like new attempt or new venture is a learning experience too. So um, even though maybe attendance wasn't what you wanted, I'm sure that you've probably taken things away that you'll you'll have like an even better event next time. Yeah. Um, so was there anything that you feel like you would have done differently? I think we probably would have done a more intimate um, event. I was hoping to get about a hundred brides and um, we got about half of that. So I, you know, it wasn't too bad, but um, with the feedback about them loving the more intimate experience, I'm thinking maybe a wedding planning workshop uh, might be better for people. They might get more out of that. And uh, maybe focusing on a specific topic during each workshop might be helpful. Um, so, and I, I think the market, um, oh, what am I trying to say? The market research would have shown me that if I would have just done a little more research before we jumped in and planned the thing, um, that would have told me that, hey, let's take a step back. Let's not do this big event and let's have some smaller workshops. Um, so next time we'll plan it smaller. It probably won't be at a hotel with a full, you know, breakfast and lunch and mimosas and all that. It'll probably be a little more um, intimate experience. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So what about shifting gears a little bit, um, just running your business kind of on a day-to-day? Do you have any favorite, like, tools or resources that you use to, um, to help you run your business? Yes. Um, so I do have a day job. So I am out of the house and not focused on my business for eight hours a day most of the time. Um, so that makes it even more challenging. <laughs> um, but time, um, planning your time and really being intentional about where you spend your energy in your business becomes important when time is uh, lacking. So I use um, old fashioned Google calendar. I used to use a planner up until about six months ago and I went digital. Um, but I love that I can color code in um, the Google calendar and I can put all my work stuff in one color, all my um, family stuff in another color, my husband's stuff in another color. And I can actually block out time and see, okay, at 4.30, I need to spend two hours uh, writing blogs, creating content of some kind for my website. Um, you know, and tomorrow it might be following up with leads, you know, so just being really intentional with um, what is actually your money-making tasks and what will lead to clients down the road. Uh, I would say that's the best thing. Um, as far as the business management, uh, I use HoneyBook for all my invoices and quotes and customer uh, client management, and it is really, really, really awesome system. Um, it has a bookkeeping aspect to it, so and you can link your expenses right to the events, so you can kind of see what your expenses versus your income is for each event, and it actually links you um, through to other Rising Tide Society members. So if you want to collaborate with somebody or you have a project that you want to hand off to somebody, it's very easy to do that within HoneyBook as well. So that's um, one of the perks of being a chapter leader is they do offer that service to me. So I don't have to pay for it, but I would gladly, gladly pay for it. Um, if I'm ever not a leader, I will be paying for it because it's invaluable. Wow. I've actually never heard of that. And I didn't even realize that Rising Tide and HoneyBook were the same thing until right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> they, they weren't. And then um, the 
founder of Rising Tide started working uh, with HoneyBook and found a partnership with HoneyBook. So HoneyBook sponsors the Rising Tide and Tuesdays together. So it's a really unique, um, interesting relationship there. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Do you happen to know how much that costs? I believe it is about $40 a month. Um, But I do have, if I'm allowed to say, I do have um, an affiliate code on my website that um, I can actually give you if you want to put in the show notes um, that gives 50% off of that. So it would take it down to about 20. So yeah. yeah. So, and it's, it's well worth it. I mean, if you're, if you have steady stream of clients, it's well worth it. Awesome. Yeah. If you want to send that over to me, I'll definitely put that in the show notes for um, these guys because I'm sure I'm definitely interested. So I'm sure other people. Yeah. Sounds really cool. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So while we're on the topic of like tools and equipment, can I just ask you quickly too, what do you use for your podcasts and for your videos? Uh, For a reporting podcast, we use Audacity um, and it's a free audio recording software and it has a pretty robust um as far as i know um editing for the um the audio and youtube has a lot of tutorials for how to cut out background noise and all that kind of thing um we bought um just a simple little mixer from amazon i think it was around 80 dollars and i don't even know how to say the brand name of it (laughs) but um it allows for up to six microphone inputs. So um, we could have a whole group of people recording here in my house if we wanted to. Um, and then we, I record on my laptop and then we bought a couple microphones that were kind of mid-grade off of um, Amazon. And honestly, I don't know what brand that is either. So sorry about that, but my husband bought them. So I, I really don't know about the techie side. No worries. Yeah, I think, I mean... I just always ask because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like I'm so intimidated to start like video or podcasting or whatever. And I'm like, you can honestly start with, you know, not, not that advanced of equipment. Like I had the stuff that I started with just laying around, you know? So I know. I mean, I don't know if you know who Shailene Johnson is, but she says all the time, she records a lot of her podcasts with earbuds and her iPhone. And she has a a hugely successful podcast. So, you know, just start where you are, just start. And then if you want to dabble and get something a little more fancy, my husband's an engineer, so he does know a lot of techie stuff. And he was like, Oh no, we're not recording on a cell phone. <laughs> so, um, he went and purchased all the stuff and, um, it makes me look legit, I guess, <laughs> in the pictures with the nice fancy microphone. <laughs> That's awesome. That is nice to have an engineer in the family for sure. <laughs> Cause I'm always just like yeah. figuring things out on my own. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I have really enjoyed speaking with you today. I feel like, um, you brought a lot of value to the listeners and it's always cool to talk with someone who's in a totally different industry than you're in. Like I said, I've never worked in weddings at all. So I feel like I learned a lot. Um, so before we go, do you want to just let everyone know where they can find you online? Sure. So my website is kristagram.com. It's C-H-R-I-S-T-A and then Graham like the cracker. Um, you can find everything there from our podcast links to uh, wedding planning information, balloon decor, whatever you're interested in. I kind of have it all on that website. On Facebook, I'm Kristagram Events. And on Instagram, it's Kristagram underscore events. And then um, my podcast and YouTube and everything, it's all on my main website. So that's probably the best place to go. 
Awesome. And of course, I will uh, link everything in the show notes too. So you guys can just open those up and find Krista. So thanks, Krista, for being on. I think that's all that I had for you today. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to do next in your business. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.